0: Tonight I want to talk about God's loving kindness. Can you see that? It's as good as you're going to get it with the screen that we have. So there's many times we start, I think a lot of people go through the day and it's easy to get discouraged. Many times you may talk about politics and you may have a pros and cons or whatever. There's times that you'll be talking about inflation, which is a big topic. For today You could even be gas prices And every time you go to the pump You start going, wow, you know Might be food costs And even anything other costs that you have And you, know, you think of your light bill Your everything bill And there's, everything's been going crazy lately You may be discouraged Sometimes you may have a marital problem Or you just don't see right eye to eye with your spouse. There's times that you go to work and that you have issues there, you know. And it's amazing, this little two-year-old that I have is no different than a 62-year-old at work. They're still the same person. I remember, sorry, just when you get older, you just express it a little bit differently than you normally would a two-year-old. You may have issues with school coming up. You think of the school year starting and the trials and difficulties that go through life and that you go through that you just have frustrations and frustrations. And so often I just wanted to just think about you know, God's word and God's loving kindness. Noah Webster's New International Dictionary says uh, loving kindness is a tender regard for mercy and favor. When used of God's loving kindness denotes a divine love towards his creatures, more especially to sinners in unmerited kindness, It is a frequency associated with forgiveness and is practically equivalent to mercy or mercifulness. And you think about even this statement, the divine love towards his creatures, right there should just go, that is amazing. And that there is a God in heaven that has mercy for us. So, in thinking about God's loving kindness, let's talk about creation. I want to. You can open your books to Psalms 136, and we'll read a few verses, and I'll put them up on the board as well. I've noticed that um, the older I get, hard text is very difficult. I have to blow. I got to go digital and blow it up, and I just can't see. So in Psalms one hundred and thirty six and loving kindness is no different than mercy and the mercy towards God towards us. And in Psalms one hundred thirty six one through three says give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to God of gods, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his loving kindness is everlasting. Get the point? It is everlasting. His love and his mercy towards us. So often, and then we say to him, in verse 4 it says, to him who alone does great wonders for his loving kindness is everlasting. And even the picture up in the, you know, show the earth with the sun, that It's just amazing, you know. It's just an amazing sight. In verse 5 it says, To him who made the heavens with skill, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Verse 6. To him who stretched out the earth, and then I'll continue, above the waters, For his loving kindness is everlasting. And it says, verse 7 says, To him who made great lights for his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun through by day for his loving kindness is, or mercy, is Everlasting. The moon and the stars, the rule by night, for his loving kindness is everlasting. As you've noticed, I've already got, you've noticed a kind of a theme you know, of a creation. I like pictures. Being that I only speak once every five years, I have time to do this. <laughs> you know. But I like doing it. So right there alone... Talking about creation, and the God of gods that we have, it is a drop-the-mic event. We should be able to just say, that's it, that's good enough. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Johnny. Hold on a second. What's Pastor Gus say? Technology. Let's go here. Let's do... Ah, look at that. So, as we think about creation and creation itself, it's a drop-the-mic event. We should be able to say, that's good enough. Step outside in the country, look at the stars and go, the God of gods. He's my God. That's amazing. And that even as we think about the Word of God, it should make us glad. We should be happy to talk about and to think about The God of gods right for his loving kindness is everlasting and it's just amazing just even the creation as we think about that you know that's just amazing as we think about another thing of God's loving kindness we think about salvation and we go through these and most of you probably are saved but it's good to refresh obviously you know, I love this verse, Luke two eleven says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So there's a Savior. And then, obviously, we are sinners who need saving, obviously. And in Romans 3 talks about, verse 10, it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There's none that's understanding. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of their way. They are altogether becoming unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you talk about the barrier between God and man. Man is a sinner. God is righteous. There's this barrier between. Thus, for unto you is born this day a city of David, a Saviour who came to seek and to save them which are lost. And we talk about John three sixteen many times. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Drop the mic event, right? It's amazing. So he died for you and he died for me and that we can know that we have eternal life. Because in 1 John 5, 13, says, These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may, K-N-O-W, know, that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know you can know. So often you think about even the state, miss. Durban Daily DBS Bible School, Believing Christ died, that's history. Go through the cross, because of the cross, believing Christ died for me, that's salvation on that. So, for those here, those listening, are you saved today? Do you know, without a shadow of a doubt, where you're going to go when you die? So it comes to be your choice, believing history or personal salvation. So it is your choice. You either go to hell or you either go to heaven on God's merit, even doing it, it's your choice. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, the gospel is just one good, one beggar telling the other beggar where to find bread. And so often that's what it is. Because I don't deserve this. It's all because of God. It's all because of his merit. What he's done for me personally. And that because of that, you know, I can have salvation. There's a time that recently, and um, so I had a chance to talk to a co-worker a month or so ago. And I, in talking to this coworker, I explained to him the gospel of Jesus Christ. I explained to him how um, he sees that they were sinners. There's a righteous, you know, from God's point of view, there's a barrier. We're sinners and, uh, and that we need a savior. And I quoted his name in John three sixteen. And he told me later i 've never had that happen before about how Christ died for me personally, and then in doing that and then showing him this and I go back to this one here go back quick, going to this illustration, I was using the survey at the you know the last quarter of talking to him and showing them believing Christ died he always believed that that's history he knew that everyone pretty much knows that but believing that Christ died for me personally that's salvation and I told him a story of I had a discussion once with an individual that talked about wanting a good Roman Catholic song at a funeral and this person told me that this is what they wanted and they wanted the song Amazing Grace is a good Roman Catholic song. And I explained to this gentleman that I was talking to that that isn't a good Roman Catholic song, but that, and this gentleman tells me, he says, I love that song. And he says, you know, and I start quoting Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, and I'm constantly pointing to the history side here. But now I'm found, was blind, now I see. Believing that Christ died, that's salvation. And after a period of time, in talking to this individual, you could just see that things were starting to click. I'm sure Sean could give you hundreds of testimonies of that happening. And that, you know, talking to him, and all of a sudden... It's just coming out of his mouth. He says, that's amazing. And I keep talking for him. He says, that's amazing. And he keeps going, that's amazing. I didn't tell him to say that. That's what he was saying. He says, that's amazing. And again, the good news makes you happy. And those that, you know, you get fortunate to give someone the gospel, it makes you happy. (laughs) You know, in talking about it. So, I'm going to go up here again. So, on the way home, after two and a half hours of talking to him, I just wanted to relate I just said thanks for, texted him, I said thanks for talking. Now, this is a gentleman that knows nothing about the Bible other than religion, right? And this is the text he sent me. He says, thank you for talk, taking the time to talk to me. I am sitting here just thinking how clear everything is and how once my eyes were open, how much confusion it has released. It truly is a simple thing to understand. I just believe that organized religion loves to make it difficult and that people think they have to be, be there either for their help or assistance or other reasons. I don't know. It's, it's amazing to me how one can have their eyes open in a pole building. We're in a pole building talking. That is not what I ever thought. I think he caught it. It sort of sounded like it, right? And Then he sent me another text, and he talks about the amazing grace, the song. He loves the song. He says, I never understood it before, but now I do. And he texts me again. It says, And grace will lead me home. How did I not hear that part before? He says, You're blind. <laughs> it makes so much more sense now to me. Amazing grace is loving kindness for us. So, in loving kindness, talking about more God's loving kindness. So, we had talked about salvation, we're talking about creation. What about our daily lives? what about our day-to-day walk once you're saved now what you know so there are verses that i just wanted to encourage you to think about as you walk through the day remember you may be going through hard times you know like i went through the, that's why i went through the first 5 6 things from politics to work to marriage to school you name it. There's always something there. So here's a verse just to be encouraging. It says, Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, 5. And then verse 13 says, For it is God who worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Are you willing to rest and trust him there? Are you on that? Another good encouraging verse. He says, Wherefore, be not unwise, understanding what the will of the Lord is, but be filled with the Spirit. So, understanding God's word makes you unwise. You know, very easy. He gives us, even when we're out of fellowship, opportunity to get back in fellowship and to walk by faith. You know, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that doesn't help you live the Christian life, that just gets you back on the road to, by faith, now start walking. And that we can have this communion with a holy and righteous God. So as you're going through the day, just encouraging verses again, you know, Psalms 32.8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye, pretty good verse to just constantly just as you day to day, you know, as you think about your calendar or events that you have every day for the next month already booked, you know, good opportunity just to say, okay, God says He will instruct me, He will teach me, He will guide me with His eye, and I'm thankful for that. Again, these are verses that you can grab and they will make you happy being filled with the Spirit. Another one. Think about even the, free, the trials and difficulties of the days a lot of times. He says, Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So as you're going through the day and you find yourself just going crazy, nuts, good verse to think about, good verse to remember, you know, be anxious for nothing, just give it to the Lord by prayer and rest. Another one, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Again, these are just basic Bible verses. But you get a hold of these, you're good. (laughs) I mean... He'll teach him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Are you trusting? Are you leaning not unto your own understanding, just all thy ways acknowledge him? You know, James 1.5 talks about, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That give it to all men liberally and embraceth not, and it shall be given unto him. How's your prayer life? Talking to the God of gods. You know, I fail in that area many times. I hope that you would be willing to talk to him, trust him, lean on him, on whatever. Romans twelve one and two says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present, yield your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are you yielding? Are you trusting? he says, these are all basic verses. And you probably learned these many years ago. Are they applicable yet still today? Are you trusting them moment by moment as you're going through your Christian life each day? So, there's many times as you look at these verses and you go through it, and... There's times you fail. Hopefully, your failures in times a you know being on a fellowship is a short short time. You recognize that you're right with the Lord, and that as you walk through life, these verses would be applicable. So you can follow along. We're going to go to Psalms 107. Psalms 107, verse 1 says, O O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy, his loving kindness is everlasting. Here we go again. About the loving kindness of God, about his everlasting, he is everlasting, and... um, in Psalms 107, there's like four or five stories, short stories, about you know five, six verses each one, and they end with this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. But as you go through life, as you go through in that, if you're not looking to the Lord, God's stills loving kindness is still with you. Because verse 17 says, Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. So often we are the fool when we're not looking to the Lord. We're not trusting Him. And if you're not trusting Him, in verse 18 says, they so abhorth all manner of meat, and they draw nigh unto the gates of death. Isn't that so often when you're not looking to the Lord? You just... Mm just get frustrated, you know, just not trusting, not looking to him. And then, verse 19 says, and you recognize it and say, okay, Lord, I was wrong. So they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distress. Kind of sounds like John 1, John 1, 9 to me. He sent his word. Now you will start walking by faith again. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them out of their destructions. Verse 21. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and his wonders to the sons of men. So here's God's loving kindness still knowing that all that you are going through he's still there. He's still available. He's still the God of gods. Verse 23 talks about those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters. They have seen the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Have you ever been to the ocean? You just go, you see the, it's amazing how beautiful the curse is. But as you taking a look at it and you're saying, okay, they have seen the works of the Lord and his wonders deep. So as you start to take your eyes off of God and start looking, and he says, in verse 25, he says, For he spoke and raised up the stormy winds, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trial." trouble isn't that so true when you're not looking to the Lord those trials are as high as the heavens and as deep as the sea and that's all you see that's all you see and verse 27 says they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and verse B says and are at their wits end isn't that so true you just go mm. verse 28 then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distress verse 29 he maketh a storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still then Are they glad because they be quiet? So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. I never saw that before. I just went, wow. He brings us to that desired haven. Isn't that so true? When you get your eyes focused back onto the Lord, there's a rest there. And he brings you to that desired haven. Verse 31 says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. God knew you were going through what you were going through. All things are working together for good. Trust him. And you don't trust him, get right with him. So and start walking by faith again. Verse 43 kind of concludes the whole thing says whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. It's amazing, right? So there's many times that there is a rest for the children of God. And it's no different than my granddaughter last week coming back from Braun and Arles. And it says, she was at total rest at what was going on. She had total faith in my wife driving. She had total faith in the vehicle. She had total faith to just rest. No different than God. Are you allowing God to be your driver, to direct you, to instruct you, to teach you? And you can sit in the back and go, Ugh. unreal, you know, just total rest. And so there's so often, when these things are happening in your life, you spill what you're filled with. Is there gladness in your heart? Are you willing, is there purpose? Is, are you just trusting and you're expressing and there are people around you that are just going to wonder what's up with you? How can you be this way when all hell is breaking loose? Even the unsaved are saying this is going nuts, this world. And they have no clue. You have insight. You get the Spirit of God. You have insight on that. And so as you... Trusting the Lord by God's grace, there are times that you know that you would be able or willing to give an answer to any man that asks about the hope of your calling. so I want to read something here see I gotta read something so. There's a gentleman named Fritz Chrysler. This is from, he was born in 1875, and died in 1962. The world famous violinist earned a fortune with his concerts and compositions, but generously gave most of it away. So when he discovered an exi, ex, nice, a real nice violin. <laughs> On one of his trips, um, he wasn't able to buy it. Later, having raised enough money to meet the asking price, he returned to the seller hoping to purchase that beautiful instrument. But to his great dismay, it had been sold to a collector. Chrysler made his way to the new owner's home and offered to buy the violin. The collector said, it had become his prized possession, and he would not sell it. Keenly disappointed, in Chrysler was about to leave when he had an idea. Could I play the instrument once more before it's consigned to silence? He asked the gentleman. Permission was granted, and to the great virtuoso and the great virtuoso filled the room with such heart-moving music that the collector's emotions were deeply stirred. I have no right to keep that to myself, he exclaimed. It's yours, Mr. Chrysler. Take it to the world and let the people hear it. We have that great violin. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are the ones that are willing to play that instrument. Or the lost and when you get a chance you get a chance to talk to someone about what Christ has done for us and that it, it is so great we have no right to keep that to ourselves we need to take it into the world and to let the people hear and see it and always be willing to explain it's not about us it's about him And what he has done for us. And what he will do for anyone who will put his trust in him. Are you willing to play the violin? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about your word. Talk about God's loving kindness. I just thank you for what you have provided for us in in salvation, in creation, and even living the Christian life. You are the God of God's. I just do pray that uh, as we go through our day that we would keep your word and that we would study it and that we would walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen.